Welcome to another edition of Sean's Sports. This is episode number 96. And I'm coming at you live from Los Angeles, California on Sunday, June 10th, 2018. Today, I'm going to be covering the breaking news in sports and giving my take on each topic. I'm also going to be um, reporting the results of the Los Angeles sports teams and the 2018 French Open as it uh, finished. So the first thing that I'm, be, I'm going to be reporting has to do with... Um, Soccer and is pretty controversial. So Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola has dismissed allegations of racism made against him by former player Yaya Toure. As noted by Richard Fay of the Manchester Evening News, after leading City this summer, Toure has lashed out at Guardiola, saying he has an issue with African footballers. Speaking to TV3, the City boss denied the suggestions made by the Ivory Coast International. Quote, they were lies and he knows it, he said. We were together for two years and he says it now. He never told me to my face. As relayed, by, as relayed by Faye, Toure's agent, Dimitri Selic, has backed the allegations made against Guardiola by his client. Quote, he turned all Africa against himself. Many African fans turned away from Manchester City, he said, and I'm sure that many African uh, shamans in the future will not allow Guardiola to win the Champions League. Uh, as we can see, um, this is um, pretty controversial. Uh, the manager has worked with Toure for many years throughout their respective careers and each has enjoyed pr- prosperous moments during their time together. At Barcelona, the duo won the UEFA Champions League in 2009 with Toure impressing in the final in the season just uh, that just finished. While the midfielder was on the um, periphery for much of the season, City dominated the Premier-, Premier League and clinched the League Cup also. Toure played his final game for City late in the season against Brighton and Hove Albion and was given a tremendous send-off by the Etihad Stadium. Ahead of the match, Guardiola was full of praise for the 35-year-old. Quote, he is beloved, he is calm, he loves football, and I'm very pleased with the success he has had, said the manager per the city website. The footballers made the club bigger and bigger and bigger. He's one of the most important players in the whole history. Toure is rated as one of the greatest players City has ever had. In his career with the club, he won the Premier League three times, the League Cup twice, and the FA, and the FA Cup as well. So that's that. Now... Uh, switching gears to the UFC. Don't I don't cover the UFC all too much. UFC boss Dana White said he believes CM Punk should call time on his career after his most recent loss. At UFC 225 on Saturday, the former WWE star took his record in professional MMA to 0-2 after Mike Jackson beat him via a lopsided unanimous decision. Afterward, White was asked about whether he thinks Punk should compete again. Quote, it's probably, it probably should be a wrap. He admitted, the guy's 39 years old. I love the guy. He's the nicest guy in the world. We gave him two shots, and he had a lot of heart tonight in, in this fight, and I think he should call it a wrap. Punk's second appearance in the UFC did at, least, uh, did at least last longer than his first. In September 2016, he made his debut against Mickey Gall and was submitted after 2 minutes and 14 seconds. Punk also managed, uh, Punk also managed to land a couple of clean punches on his opponent on Saturday before Jackson took over. In the end, all judges scored about 30-26 to 26, uh, for Punk, who was left battered and bloodied by the end of the, the three rounds, and he'd been taken to, ho- to the hospital following the loss per BT Sport UFC. Prior to, to the fight, Punk had said he would seek to continue in MMA regardless of the outcome. For White, there's also a decision to be made, as the interest in Punk, after a couple of disappointing fights, will start to wane. MMA Fighting's Dave Doyle doesn't think the, the added interest Punk brings is enough to offset his poor displays. And I agree with that. The fighter rose to fame after a spell in the WWE. Although he's not involved, he has not been involved with the promotion since 2014. He won the WWE Championship twice and uh, was the WWE World Heavyweight Championship winner on three occasions. 
Uh, Punk was recently found not liable in a civil lawsuit filed against him by WWE physician Dr. Chris Ammon. The latter, the latter had accused Punk of uh, defaming him on a podcast in 2014. So that's that. Now, uh, covering the UFC again, uh, specifically the, the main event of this event, UFC 225. The championship wasn't on the line, but Robert Whitaker proved once again that he's the best middleweight in the world, in my opinion, and in many others as well, by securing a split decision win over Yoel Romero in the main event of UFC 225 in Chicago. The bout was a strong contender for fight of the year, in my opinion, as it once again was you know, had a lot of high-level striking. Unlike the first fight in which Whitaker took the, the lead pretty late, it was Romero who attempted to take the fight over after a slow start, but the, but the Australian fighter found a way to win the fight on two judges' scorecards. Uh, things appeared to be off for Romero early in the fight, as, as the would-be title challenger looked sluggish from the outset. Whitaker took the early lead with a very striking attack, marked with some pretty good kicks from what I saw, that kept his opponent at bay at a distance. So uh, that's that, and uh, it was a great fight. And um, congrats to Whitaker. Now switching gears to the NBA, specifically with the NBA draft. The Phoenix Suns have the number one pick in the 2018 NBA draft and seemingly have every intention to use it. General Manager Ryan McDonough explained Sunday the team will listen to offers for the top overall pick, but said it's, quote, unlikely a trade will happen for Scott Bordo of azcentral.com. The number one overall pick was traded last season with the Philadelphia 76ers, moving up to get Markel Fultz, sending the Boston Celtics the number three overall pick and a future first-round pick. With several quality options on the board this season, it makes sense for the Suns to at least listen for a potential blockbuster deal. However, it seems as though the front office is confident it will be drafting at number one overall. The question is which player will be taken with the first pick, as it's been, you know, as as I've been reporting about, um, you know, the fact that DeAndre Ayton, uh, think thinks, you know, firmly that he should be the number one overall pick, and um, but there's you know Luka Doncic, Marvin Bagley the third, Mohamed Bamba, they're also in the Knicks, so is Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, so that's that, and um, you know, I also previously reported that uh, the Suns want would potentially trade. Uh, a late first round pick and a, and the first pick of the second round, uh, the thirty first overall pick, to get into the top ten to possibly select Trey Young, but personally I don't I don't think that will come into fruition. Now another NBA story that has to do with uh, the NBA Finals, and uh, LeBron James. LeBron James reportedly wouldn't have worn a soft cast on his right hand after Game Four of the NBA Finals. Uh, if news of the injury hadn't leaked out before he was he was slated to uh, to speak with reporters, according to USA Today, Sam Amick, it's quote unclear if James or his associates would have shared the news at a later time, but there were no plans to pull the curtain back that night. However, James pivoted and confirmed the news by uh, sporting the cast post game. Amick first reported after Game Four that James suffered a, t- a deep bone contusion when he punched a whiteboard in the team's locker room uh, following Game One. Quote, I had emotions on how the game was taken away from us. I had emotions of how you just don't get an opportunity like this on the road versus Golden State to be able to get a game one, uh, James said, according to Amick. According to ESPN.com's Brian Winters and Dave McMenamin, James underwent two MRIs, which were, quote, kept quiet to prevent Warriors, Warriors from knowing about the injury. Despite being banged up, James averaged 34, point, 34 points, 10, 10 assists, and 8.5 rebounds, while shooting 52.7% from the field in the finals. So... Uh, so I don't understand. I just don't understand why 
he needs to put a cast on all of a sudden just because the news leaked. I mean, what really changes uh, for him if he had, if he hasn't been wearing a cast before? Then why all of a sudden wear one just because the news leaked? It just doesn't make much sense to me. Now switching gears to the MLB, something uh, very unfortunate. This uh, also has to do with the Los Angeles Dodgers to an extent. Atlanta Braves starting pitcher Anibal Sanchez was the victim of a burglary at his hotel room during his start Saturday against the Los Angeles Dodgers, TMZ Sports reported Sunday. According to TMZ Sports, the burglar stole over $100,000 worth of jewelry from the veteran right-hander who pitched 5 point, um, who was who, who was going to play against the Dodgers. Uh, police are investigating the robbery and didn't find any signs of forced entry into Sanchez's room. The 34-year-old is in his first season with the Braves after spending five and a half years with the Detroit Tigers. His start... Um, yeah, that's that. It just it's very unfortunate. Now switching gears back to the NBA it has to do with Kevin Lo- Kevin Love and LeBron James. Regardless of what LeBron James decides about his future, Kevin Love wants to remain with the Cleveland Cavaliers going forward. The center shrugged off trade rumors when asked Saturday. "Quote: People have been saying that for the past four years." Love said, per Matthew um, Florjancic of WKYC. I knew that question would come, but I like to be here. I've always said that. Always wanted to win here. He also noted that um, he also noted the best case scenario would be to remain alongside James if given the opportunity. Quote, obviously, I'd love to play with LeBron the rest of my career, Love added, but that will be a choice that he makes. If James does decline his upcoming player option and signs with another team in free agency, the Cavs might look to move on from Love. ESPN's Brian Winhurst uh, reported on the Hoop, uh, on the Hoop Collective, uh, Cleveland's plans if James departs, as I've been, as I already covered, he, uh, but I'll cover it again. He said, "Quote: They fully make Kevin Love available. I bet they would look for a first round pick in that trade. He's on the he's on the last year of a deal, so they don't want to take on money." Love is owed twenty four million dollars next season and has a player option for twenty nineteen twenty, worth about twenty five point five million. The twenty nine year old was an All Star for the fifth time in his career this season, averaging seventeen point six points and nine point three rebounds per game. He was also the only Cavs player besides LeBron James to average double figures during the postseason, coming through with 14.9 points per game. Despite his production, Cleveland's future seems heavily tied to what happens with James. If the four-time MVP leaves, the organization might have to re- uh, begin a rebuild, and that will start with Love being traded, and I firmly believe that that will happen if LeBron leaves. Now, um, it's covering Kevin Durant's take on something pretty interesting. Um... Kevin Durant doesn't have a lot of concerns these days after winning back-to-back titles and NBA Finals MVPs, but the Golden State Warriors star has a unique perspective on what it takes to be the best basketball player in the world. Per Mike Lee of Yahoo Sports, Durant noted it's easier to be great when the talent around you is lacking. Quote, I feel like it's easy to be the best player when you don't have good players around you. I feel like it's harder to stand out when you have great players around you. I pride myself on standing out wherever I am. I pride myself on working hard wherever I go. And I feel like these guys embrace me and feel like I'm a warrior. Durant received widespread criticism for his decision to sign with the Warriors in the summer of 2016. Uh, the team was coming off a 73-9 and um, or 73-win season, I should say, though they famously blew a 3-1 lead and lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. So that begs the question if KD would sign with the Warriors if they did beat the Cavs in that series, which I don't think he would have. Hall of Famer Charles Barkley said at the time that Durant got on the Warriors, quote, gravy train in in an effort to win a championship. Durant was already one of the NBA's best players prior to signing with Golden State. He won an MVP award with the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2013-14 and four scoring titles from 2009 to 2014. The Warriors uh, swept an overmatched Cavs team in the 2018 NBA Finals, as we all probably know. Um, 
And I just want to say that people kind of forget that the Oklahoma City Thunder had a blew a three one lead against the Golden State Warriors in twenty in the twenty sixteen Western Conference Finals. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook against that seventy three win team. So. Um, who knows if the OKC would win that series and how everything would be different. People just kind of don't ever mention that. So anyway, now covering the Los Angeles sports teams, the Dodgers beat the Atlanta Braves today by a score of 7-2 to two, to take two out of three games from the Braves. And the Dodgers now improved to 33-32, and 32, and the Braves fall to 37-28. and 28. Uh, The Dodgers' next game is um, Tuesday, June 12th at 7-10 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. 10-10 p.m. Eastern against the Texas Rangers. Uh, they kick off a series with the Rangers. And um, that's that. Now switching years to the Los Angeles Angels, the other MLB team in L.A. They played the Minnesota Twins today and lost by a score of 7-5. to five. Um, So they fall to 37-29, and 29, and the Twins improved to 28-34. and 34. The Angels' next game is tomorrow at 7-10 p.m. Pacific, 10-10 p.m. Eastern against the Seattle Mariners. In a, in a, that's a big game for the Angels. The Mariners are red hot, and they're also the first place, in first place in the American League West where the Angels the division that the Angels are in. So now covering the MLB standings a little bit more in depth, specifically the Dodgers and Angels and their respective divisions. So the Dodgers um, are now tied for second place in the National League West with the San Francisco Giants after the Rockies keep on losing. So the Dodgers and Giants are two and a half games behind the Arizona Diamondbacks for first place. Uh, So they're at the same time, they're only a game ahead of the Rockies holding on to second place. So the fourth place Rockies are two and eight in their last ten, um, while the first place Diamondbacks, uh, Dodgers, and the last place Padres are seven and three in their last ten, and the Giants are eight and two in their last ten. Now covering the AL West, um, the Angels are now four and a half games behind the Houston Astros and Seattle Mariners as those two those two teams are tied for first place. The last place Rangers are three and seven in their last ten. Uh, the fourth place Athletics are six and four in their last ten. The second place Astros and third place Angels are seven and three in their last ten. And the first place Mariners are eight and two in their last ten. As I said, you know, kind of hot coming into the series against the Angels. Not covering the LA Galaxy, they did not play today. The Galaxy's next game, however, is um, I believe it is it's Friday, June fifteenth at eight p.m. Pacific, eleven p.m. Eastern against the Portland Timbers. The round of 16 of the U.S. Open Cup. And then um, after that, their next game, their next MLS game is all the way June 30th against the San Jose Earthquakes um, at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. So that's that because the Galaxy have been rather active lately. Now the LAFC, their next game is um, Wednesday, June 20th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern against the Sacramento Republic FC. And then after that, their next MLS game is Saturday, June 23rd at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern against the Columbus Crew. Now covering the 2018 French Open to close out this episode of Sean Sports. The French Open is officially over. We're going to be covering the result of the men's final here. The number one seed from Spain, Rafael Nadal, shocked nobody, beating the number seven seed, Dominic Thiem from Austria, 6-4, 6-3, 6-2, to claim his 11th French Open title, and he's just amazing. I mean, that's all I have to say. Now covering women's doubles, the six seeds, Sinyakova and Krzykova from Czech Republic, beat unseeded Japanese uh, Cinderella story, Cinderella's, uh, Ninomiya and Hazumi, 6-3, 6-3, to, um, finish their Cinderella run to the finals of the French Open 
And um, that's all we have for this episode of Sean's Sports Show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I appreciate all the support, and I'll see you guys on episode number 97, which will be recorded and released on Monday, June 11th, 2018. Thanks.